Hi there and welcome. My name's Sue Beagent and this is the first of our Business Spotlight interviews with myself. It's my pleasure today to welcome Linda Lavera Waterhouse, who's got to talk to us about LinkedIn. Just before we start chatting with Linda, I want to just tell you a little bit about myself and how these interviews came to be. So I am a business coach and I say client attraction specialist for solo entrepreneurs and small business owners. And I came to this because I had a 25-year career as a sale in sales, marketing and business strategy. Um, not that long ago, about three years, I found myself in the parking lot of the company that I was working for, clutching my belongings and a severance package and wondering what I was going to do with my life next. And alongside the, the feeling that uh, I had, which was panic about how I was going to pay my bills, I also had a feeling of relief and liberation and a realization shortly afterwards that this was really the start of a very exciting journey for myself. It, came, it, it made me realize that there are some things that I really, really believe in. And one of those things is the importance of working uh, in your zone of genius. And it's something that you're passionate about. I also am really passionate about um, seeing more women leaders leading as women in this world. And I think, you know, a, a sort of example of this is somebody like Jacinda Ardern, from, who's the Prime Minister of New Zealand, and her recent handling of the mosque attacks. I digress a little, but as a result of all of this, I started to focus mainly on working with women business owners and particularly solo entrepreneurs. And I uh, also came to realize that women in business have a particular set of challenges that I was well placed to help them with. Um, and so I started a Facebook group and it's called Smart Women who mean business. And if you are a solo entrepreneur or a small business and you're a woman and you'd like to join, I invite you right now to join. These interviews that I'm starting right now are actually with members of that group. And so it is with real pleasure that I uh, am today talking with Linda Leverett Waterhouse. And you'll excuse me while I read because I want to do her bio justice. Linda Lavera Waterhouse simplifies and demystifies digital marketing for small businesses so they can gain clarity, take action and increase their revenue. She's currently focusing on sharing techniques for using LinkedIn to generate an endless stream of clients and I would add great clients. Her other online marketing strategies include website development, search engine optimization, social media, etc., Linda enjoys becoming a marketing partner with her clients because there's so much confusion about how to best implement online marketing. Linda translates the geek speak to street speak, as in everyday language, so that her clients are not overwhelmed by jargon and have a clear plan on how to use digital marketing every day to grow their businesses. She's a co-author of Turn Knowledge into Profits and will be featured in the third edition of The Ultimate Guide to LinkedIn for Business. So you're really in great hands. She's a 2018 Top 25 New Jersey Leading Women Entrepreneur Brand Builders. When she's not working, Linda can usually be found biking, hiking, kayaking or just outside enjoying nature. Welcome, Linda. <laughs> Thank you, Sue. I think I'm going to have to cut down that bio. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> so I, I'm really interested to know, 
What made you decide to become an entrepreneur? You know, I was just hearing your story and I know parts of your story and I've read it, but it sounds so different hearing you say it. So I, I guess just your, your passion and your commitment really comes across when, you, uh, when, you, when you're speaking it. So it's, it's definitely very different. Um, so I had a little bit of a different situation than you. I call myself an accidental entrepreneur. I started my career as a software engineer, uh, programming computers, and I was very happy about that. Uh, we moved down to New Jersey, and for various circumstances, I decided to stop working and staying at home with my kids, but I always took classes. And at that point in 1998, the web was just really starting to explode. Uh, a few years later, I decided to look for a job. And I found a job with a man named Lance, who owned WSI Web Systems. And Lance and I got along great. We worked together for about a year and a half. And then he was, he was killed in a motorcycle accident. Mm. Wow. Um, at that point, I really wasn't ready to start on my own. And I really had to think long and hard about mm. what I wanted to do next. And his wife asked me if I would consider continuing his legacy. Wow. I was thinking about it for a while, and I came across a Richard Branson quote that said, if an opportunity arises and you don't know how to do it, take it, say yes, and then figure, figure out how it to out do it later. later. <laughs> right, yes. Good for you. <laughs> and I've been doing that ever since. <laughs> I, you know, I knew search engine optimization. I knew websites. I didn't know anything about running a business, but this opportunity kind of fell into my lap, and I said, why not? Yeah. So and so here I am, and it's been it's been a roller coaster ride, but I've met so many great people, and it, it gives me so much pleasure to see how I can help their businesses grow as my business grows. Right, and I think that your that um, sort of way of getting into a business, there's there's some sort of common themes that run through for a lot of uh, business owners. They start doing what they're great at, and they're trained at, and they're passionate about. And they, but nobody tells them about the business side. Right. So. There is an awful lot to do about business. And, you know, even marketing, I had no idea about just how important marketing was. I, you yeah. know, as an engineer, sometimes the engineers in marketing and sales are kind of at a crossroads. And, <laughs> and I tell you, I have a complete different appreciation for marketing and sales these days. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> having, having worked in my, most of my career where, um, yes, the, the equivalent of the engineers tossed what they had over the fence and said, go sell it. Right. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so, and of course, you had a family in the middle of all of that. Yes, yes. I, I have three daughters and, um, and the best part about being an entrepreneur is being able to combine everything so that yeah. my business fits into my life rather than the other way around. Yeah, I love that. Yes, absolutely. It's one of the things when I'm teaching about business, I say you have a life mm -hmm. and that, you know, you can't separate the two. So what led you then to become a LinkedIn expert and why LinkedIn? A lot of people ask me that these <laughs> days. Because, you know, Facebook and Instagram are like the big thing that everybody hears about. Mm. And for a while, I was focusing on Facebook. But I, like many other people, started to get a little bit disillusioned. When Facebook, it was probably about 2012, 2013, when uh, Facebook uh, was made public, mm. that suddenly they were uh, having to answer 
to you know fiduciary people and entities. And so they needed to make money. So how do you make money? You sell ads. Yeah. So we saw Facebook go from for uh, company pages where you would get all sorts of followers and then you would post on your page and your followers would see it. Mm-hmm. And that reach just started dwindling down, down, down. Yes. And now it's about mm, between 1% and 6%, depending on the post. Yeah. So what that means is that for every 100 followers you have, only between 1% and 6 people will actually see your post. Yes. So people really do have to do ads. And, and they work, don't get me wrong, but some people got very annoyed with the pay-to-play. <clears throat> At the same time, Microsoft... Uh, bought LinkedIn about three years ago, and mm. they've made dramatic changes to the platform and right. made it a lot easier to use. And and we've had a special training in order to use LinkedIn not just as a job searching platform, but as an actual way to meet people and get leads and more clients. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say that Linda and I were talking um, as we were preparing for this interview. And the last time I had used LinkedIn and really taken it all that seriously, I was really using it as a corporate employee. I was wanting to make sure that my you know, CV was out there to the, uh, the best advantage and it was findable by recruiters when I was looking for a job. Um, but all of that really has changed, hasn't it? Well, don't get me wrong. LinkedIn is still a great place to find a job and for recruiters to look for people. But what people have realized is that with a little bit of tweaking, we can really use LinkedIn for more than just for job searching. Mm. Uh, A lot of people don't realize that kind of the whole buyer's journey has changed. It used to be that we used to go to a store, you know, say you wanted to buy a TV, and you'd go to a store and you'd ask the salesperson, you know, what kind of TV should I buy? And he would ask you, you know, your room size, how far away, you know, what other questions, and then he would help you figure out the process. Mm. These days, people do a lot of research online, and you go to the store, and you already know, you know, maybe two or three you're interested in, so then the salesman doesn't have to do that much. Mm. Well, just like for products, people are doing research for services as well. Yeah. And it turns out, a lot of people don't realize, that LinkedIn has great search engine rankings. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. researched you. (laughs) I Googled you. (laughs) And guess what? (laughs) And your LinkedIn profile came up third. Yes. So that means it's really, really important that your profile show up uh, advertising you as the best person you you are, showing off your best qualities, how you can help your clients, Mm. and, you know, maybe some good testimonials, so that when people are researching you, and it it was a little jarring the first time I realized that just like I research other people, other people are Googling me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Right. yeah. Sometimes it doesn't feel like and it, it goes matters what you have up there for mm-hmm. them to, to, to read. You know, I, uh, I had the same realization, you know, when I, I actually people were finding me. And then when I asked them how they'd found me, that they said, that, well, I found your LinkedIn profile and I have an unusual second name. But as a business owner, I think that's such an important point because if, LinkedIn's not your platform and you're not focusing on it. It's so easy to just tune out what's going on with your LinkedIn profile. But when you think about it in terms of, particularly if you're somebody that you've tuned LinkedIn out, but by the way, you're focusing on SEO for your website, Mm -hmm. you've actually missed something that's free and easy to fix and is going to be just as visible as your website. 
if you get your SEO right. And it's much less complicated to do it. Yes, it's, it's, it's kind of like a summary of, um, of all your capabilities. And it's become a great platform for having all sorts of content. And content is what people are looking for these days. LinkedIn mm-hmm. allows you to put videos on. And videos are huge. Um, audio for messaging. Uh, white papers, PowerPoint slides, any kind of information and education that you can have for your clients, you can put on your LinkedIn profile. And I, I so want to unpack some of that because I think there's some really, really uh, juicy uh, and important pieces there. Because business is done when you know, like, and trust somebody. Mm-hmm. And that starts with a very small tentative relationship and you have to grow it. And yes, there are clients who are ready to say yes to you immediately. You'll just actually find them at the moment where their need is acute and they're ready to say yes. Mm-hmm. But many other people are in the maybe at some point and you have to stay in their world and develop that relationship. Yes. You also need to develop that relationship because maybe that person will never be a client, but they could be a conduit to a client. Yes. And the first part, I, I think always the first question you should ask yourself is what can I, how can I help them? Because somebody that you help is much more open to helping you. But I want to go back to what you just said, because uh, a couple of things you said. The first thing you said uh, right at the very beginning was, I've read the words that you, you know, that you said, but hearing you say them mm-hmm. was so much more powerful than to... Um, just read the written word. Yeah, so I was you, really surprised because I felt like I knew you. <laughs> that's so interesting. <laughs> but what's interesting and how that translates into this platform is you no longer are restricted to just writing your profile, writing your bio. You have um, audio and video. So mm-hmm. let's unpack that a little bit more. And actually, um, why don't you walk through? So let's just assume that somebody is, and by the way, if you're listening to this, what we're going to do, we're going to do some basic stuff. If you're sort of newish to LinkedIn and you want to just get, find your feet. And then we'll, so we'll talk about maybe the basic profile first mm-hmm. and actually the components of that, how to really maximize that and some sort of do's and don'ts. And then for those of you who've already sort of, uh, jumped into LinkedIn, Linda has some more um, sort of deeper expertise, if you like, some things that are uh, a little more sophisticated to share. So let's start with the profile and somebody building a profile. So some do's. Let's start with the do's. Okay. Well, the profile and and if somebody says, you know, I don't really like social media, I don't really think I'll ever use LinkedIn, I really encourage you even if you don't think you'll ever go on LinkedIn again, to go take a look at your profile. It's like having a second website, and it's really important, especially because mm. it comes up so high in the rankings. So the, the profile is your foundation. Mm. And the first thing to do is make sure that you have a picture, because what would you rather look at? This? <laughs> or this? <laughs> So the most important thing is your profile picture, which it will come up blank. And we have talked about this before, Sue, and I've told all my clients, there's a few, you know, do's and don'ts that are kind of common sense about your profile picture. It should be you and only you, no like stray hands around your shoulder. It should be a professional looking picture, if not a professional taken picture. 
And it should have, you know, your head and shoulders in it with no sunglasses or any other things in it. I think I told you before. Fully clothed. Fully. <laughs> yes. I wasn't sure if I should mention that, but yes, fully clothed <laughs> you know. is a good idea. Um, and it should kind of reflect who you are. If you are not the kind of person who wears a suit every day, you don't need to wear a suit there. But it should reflect pretty much how, how you would dress in your day-to-day -day work. Uh, one of the things that still brings a smile to my face is I was talking to somebody about helping them with their online reputation. And I took a look at their LinkedIn profile. And he was very proudly, you know, bare-chested, holding up this huge fish that he had caught. <laughs> And if he, you know, owned a boat... I was going to say, did he have a fishing business? <laughs> <laughs> if he had had a fishing business, that would have been great. <laughs> But he didn't. <laughs> he was the CEO of a company that was looking for venture capital. <laughs> And I'm just not sure that's the kind of... Um, you know, look that you want to, you want to have. Absolutely not. That. So <laughs> yes. I think we've, we've gone over that. So what a lot of people, especially if you haven't looked at LinkedIn in a few years, they don't realize that LinkedIn has added not only a place to, to profile you and your face, but this whole LinkedIn background. And the default background is blue with lines and dots that's supposed to signify a network. And if you, if that's all you have, And I'm not sure if I should share this, but... You can. <laughs> you can share this. <laughs> When I was researching Sue, lo and behold... Guess what background a, I had. She had a beautiful face, but a blue with white dots and lines. But it isn't that way anymore. <laughs> and by the way, um, this is how I fixed it. Uh, just to share a really simple an easy, no-cost way to fix this. Mm -hmm. um, if you're not familiar with a platform called Canva, go get your just uh, canva.com, and it's just uh, design. And as long as you pick a free design, um, it won't cost you anything. I went in, I put in LinkedIn header, I got a background, I typed in, you know, for solo entrepreneurs and small business owners, etc. and then I uploaded it into LinkedIn. So, yes, thank you. Perfect. <laughs> so easy to do. Perfect, perfect. And what I've seen people do very effectively is, is try to have their, their cover photo, this is called, uh, tell people instantaneously a little bit about them and their business. So for some nutritionists, I've seen a beautiful display of healthy fruits and vegetables. Mm. For a realtor that's in New York, uh, a New York skyline. Yeah. So absolutely be creative. And if you are brave enough to, like Sue, to use a free tool like Canva.com, then you can even add some more information. You can add your contact information. Anytime you put your contact information anywhere, it makes it much easier for your prospects to find you. Yeah, yeah. And it gives so much more impact to your profile. Yes. Visually, before they even read anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll put this away. I think we made that point. So after your picture and your, your cover photo, the next most important thing is your headline. Now, the headline, uh, if you look at your LinkedIn profile, it shows up right under your picture. And the default... And can I make a suggestion? If you're listening to this, you might want to actually open your own LinkedIn profile right now so that you can follow along as Linda's walking us through. Right. So, so the default is simply your job title and your company. 
So for example, it can be, you know, financial advisor at Edward Jones. And that is, you know, mildly descriptive, but if somebody is doing a search and they're coming up with all sorts of financial advisors at Morgan Stanley, financial advisors here, that's not really you're you're really missing an opportunity to stand out a little bit more. Mm. And I'll give you an example of the client that I was working with yesterday. He works with people who are close to retirement age or have retired. And so right off the bat, we put that in his in his LinkedIn headline. Mm-hmm. And so people going through all these financial advisors, if they are 20 or 30 or 40, they will know that he's not the one for him, for them. And that's okay. We want people to self-select. But for those who are 50 and above, which is what we put, they know, oh, he works with people like me. Yeah. I'm going to dive in a little bit more Perfect. and see what he does. Yeah. So take that opportunity to say who you work with, what kinds of problems you solve, and if you have room, how you're different. You have 120 characters, so you have to be really concise, but it's very important. The other thing I want to say about the headline is this is how it's different from Facebook, that when you comment and like uh, other people's posts, on Facebook, only your face and your name shows up. On LinkedIn, your face and your name and your headline shows up. So hmm. if... You know, so you're really missing an opportunity if yes. you actually don't put something in there that is really points people to that me, not me. Oh, they work with me. They don't work with me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it comes up when whenever I comment on other people's posts, then it has, you know, exactly who I work with and what I do. Mm. Or sometimes LinkedIn will give you suggestions of people. You might want to connect with these people. And then your head, you, you might be the one who stands out out of all sorts of lists of boring headlines. What drives what they, you know, what's, what side of the algorithm is at work driving who they suggest you connect with? I'm, I'm asking that question actually because I used to work in the pharmaceutical industry. So a lot of my clients, you know, from three years or more ago are a client. A lot of my connections from three years ago are all pharma. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that going to have a big bearing on who I see in my suggested any idea how that works? Well, LinkedIn, of course, hides it so that we can't, we can't finish. Yes, exactly. System. Yes. So what, what I've seen is that usually it, it takes like the last few things that you've done or the last person. So if you've con- connected with somebody in the finance industry, mm-hmm. it will then show you more finance people. Okay. If there's, um, if you have certain things, like you have pharma on your profile, mm. it might be more inclined to show you other, other pharma people. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's just a, a general yeah. rule. I interrupted the must-haves. <laughs> so so we, we talked about the, the headline and we talked about the summary that's at the top before you ever get into the profile. Well, the, the, the cover photo, because the next part is technically called the summary. Oh, okay, right. So, so these are like the top three that you absolutely must work on. So the, the profile picture, the cover photo I kind of put together, mm. the headline, and then the summary. Now, while the headline, you are confined to 120 characters and you have to make every character count, your summary, you get 2,000 characters. So this is a place where you can kind of relax a little bit and give a little bit more about you. Mm. So what most people have in their summary looks like a resume or a CV, as you call it. It's, It's all, 
I did this, I did that, I won an award, I, you know, raised this, and really, who, who nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, sometimes when, like, especially when I was, you know, going to buy a car, and sometimes I'm a little skeptical over the people who, you know, sell the most cars. It's like, what, you know, what kind of trick do they have to get everybody right. to buy it? But, but instead, we have to change it to be client-facing. So we need to make sure there are more U's in the summary rather than I's. Yes. And so I also often call them the so that's. And, and you're probably better at explaining this than, than I am, but it's, you know, I have studied digital marketing so that I can help other business owners use this to help grow their business. So, you know, they don't necessarily care that I've won an award, but the fact that I've won an award you know, might give them an indication that I'm better at helping other people. But the way that I, I, I think about that is it doesn't matter what, you know, decision you're making. You make that decision emotionally and then you justify logically. Yes. So the award tends to be part of the justify logically. Yes. But you're right. It's not in that initial make the decision. Mm-hmm. The make this, the decision is I'm struggling with this problem mm-hmm. and, oh, Linda could help me really actually get my profile in great shape so I can reliably attract great clients. So, you know, you really solve the problem for them. And, and that's, you, you just said it, the key. It's the, it's the attraction of the great clients. It's, it's the letting our ideal clients self-select and know that we can help them rather than us, you know, having to go out and, and push ourselves. Because many people, especially small business owners, we don't like to feel salesy or spammy. And also on the receiving end, it's, well, why should I care? Exactly. You right. know, mm-hmm. you're, you're busily tell, talking all about yourself, but it's almost like being at a party with somebody who's just talking about themselves yes. and never asking you a question about you. <laughs> and, and you're hoping that somebody's going to come and rescue you. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, 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 you know, very similar um, uh, in, in that way. Um, you know, I often encourage my clients to think of a question, you know, are you struggling with X? You know, mm-hmm. it's just a very simple way. But that question is all about them and not about you. Mm-hmm. And um, I always think that's a great start to that engagement yes. and the very, very beginning of a relationship. And yes. the essence of that relationship, be it business or otherwise, is are you interested in me and my problems and can you help me with my problems? Because in the end, anything that I, any of us selling uh, something is like, it has to be a, well, why do I care? Oh, I yes. care because you have expertise I don't have that I really, would really help me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. And, and you, you hit it on the nose before when you said, you know, building relationships. The, the whole idea is to turn connections into conversations. And it's not... And I don't want anybody to think that, oh, I'm going to change my profile and then, you know, my phone's going to be ringing off the hook. No, it's not like that. But it's just adding another step, another piece of adding the credibility and knowing that that person, you know, is good for you. Yeah. So is there anything else that you would say is a must have in that basic profile? And we're going to start talking in a minute, uh, the more in-depth ways that to create that connection. So... We've got the must-haves. Anything else in the must-haves? on? Well, the I, I do encourage people to put a couple lines of maybe a testimonial in there. And a mm. lot of people say, well, my recommendations are there. But often people have to scroll down, down, down before they see the recommendation. Mm. But if social proof is really important these days. Yeah. And if they see, you know, 
a recommendation that says, you know, Sue really helped me to find my ideal client. And now I'm just, I can't help but find my ideal client. Then people are, you know, say, oh yes, that's exactly what I need. Mm. And one thing that people often forget is to put their contact information right in their, in their summary. Ah, yeah, right. Again, even if it's in your picture up at the top and it's in the little contact info area, it doesn't hurt to put it in your summary. Because if somebody has read your whole summary down to the end, the chances are they're going to be interested. And why not make it as easy as possible for them to contact us? I think what we all forget is that, you know, when we write this stuff, we feel as though, well, all of these pieces are in there, somebody could find it. But number one, we need to make it really easy for people who um, want to take action and give them multiple opportunities, saying, you know, whether you're writing an email or you're doing something like this. Mm -hmm. Um, And number two, I think... You know, we tend to think, oh, well, we've told our story, we've done all these things. But what we don't realize is um, that maybe somebody only read a piece of it. But if your contact details are in that piece, Mm -hmm. the only piece that they read, then they're much more likely to actually reach out. Yes, it it took me a while to realize because my thought was, well, obviously, I want people to call me. (laughs) Why else would I? Right. But as I got more experienced, I realized that sometimes people, they really need a little bit of a push. Yes. You know, contact me, call me today, schedule an appointment, um, contact me to get my free white paper, you know, just have a, some kind of a call to action. And I think that that is a great point because, you know, the world that we live in today, we're all stuck in our phones, we're on our computers, we're all bombarded all the time mm-hmm. with communication, we are so over-communicated too. Um, <laughs> and we are, you know, for many of us, the first thing we do when we wake up in the morning is we reach for our phone. Mm-hmm. You know, we are straight into all that communication. But what that means is we are not necessarily fully present for that mm-hmm. communication. In fact, we often multitasking. Yes. And, and so that, that, and that is why those clear calls to action and being so clear about the action that you want somebody to take is important because they may be skimming. Yes. They may be only half present. And, you know, but they're, but they're engaged enough. So being clear, mm-hmm. do this next yes. is an important piece. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. What are some... Don'ts, must avoids <laughs> for a LinkedIn profile. Ah, where should I start? Apart from the no clothes in the in the photograph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to to talk about a little bit about beyond the profile and then actually creating a connection with the people. Oh, yeah, that's, sure. That's what we're there for. Yeah. So the one thing I implore people not to do <laughs> is to use the default LinkedIn message. I'd like to become part of your professional LinkedIn network. It's really boring. It doesn't give the person any indication of why they should connect with you. It's kind of like somebody coming up to you at a party and saying, hey, you want to talk to me? (laughs) Without, you know, what's your reaction? It's like, uh, you know, maybe not. No, thanks. Whereas if, if I had, if I'm connecting with you because I had met you at a networking group, then say that. You know, I I saw you at a networking group. We didn't get a chance to talk. I'd like to connect with you here. If you read something, if I read something that you posted that really resonated with me, say that. You you had a good story about somebody who gave you a connection request because they gave you a compliment, right? (laughs) When when Linda and I were preparing (laughs) for this interview, when, when she was telling me about this, I said, yes. I am actually, you know, I get really fed up when I get 
multiple LinkedIn requests from people I've never heard from, like from California and like Georgia, like all of these places, never met them before. And the message that they write tells me that I have a dollar sign on my head. <laughs> and it's so clear, you know. <laughs> and I mean, and sometimes people will say, you know, I, I, I've looked at your website, it really needs help, <laughs> you know, in essence. <laughs> and so that, I just delete those, not because my website doesn't need help, but because that's not the way to start that conversation and a relationship, which could lead to, you know, um, people are, are in such a hurry that they forget the relationship building part. Mm-hmm. And um, I, so I think this whole idea to, you know, turning connections into relationships and into business, you have to allow the know, like, and trust factor. And you've got to realize that if you've met somebody face-to-face, that's one thing. But if you've never met them and you are actually using LinkedIn and you are actually searching for people, and we're going to talk about search in a little while, mm-hmm. and you just come up with somebody randomly that you are right back at stone cold and your first thing you need to do is slightly warm them up because I can't tell you how many I've deleted because um, I'm the only person that I actually accepted her uh, invitation is because she had actually reached out to me and said, I've actually read your stuff. I've looked at your Facebook page and I'm really interested in what you're doing. And I've noted that these are the types of things you, you're working on. And that sounds interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And that told me that even though she probably is thinking maybe I might become a client at some point, she wasn't. The way she started that relationship was starting a relationship. And I actually accepted that that one so yeah i think it's such a great point and it had a much better feeling right you didn't feel like somebody was trying to get in your face oh absolutely yeah i i'd like to take a step back and say that um i really look at linkedin as having three great purposes these days the number one we've already talked about that it is great for establishing your professional uh, credibility reputation because it has such good uh, visibility on google The other main uh, great thing about LinkedIn is that, say, you're connected to people that you've met in networking groups, and a typical like Chamber of Commerce will meet once a month. Mm. Now, if I meet you at a Chamber of Commerce meeting and, you know, we have a nice conversation, if we don't have day-to-day business, I might not see you for another month. Mm. But what a great way to stay top of mind with Sue if by me posting things and Sue posting things on her that I'm going to see. So I'm going to see what Sue posts and that'll remind me of Sue. So go and make that connection with the person that you met, right? As yes. the first step, yeah. Right, make the connection. But then in between meeting face-to-face, if you see my posts, then you'll be reminded of me and you'll get an idea of the types of things that I like. And we'll just, we'll just it's just another way of keeping in touch Yeah. during in between face-to-face times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other great thing that's really, really great about LinkedIn is that it allows you to connect with people that you don't have the opportunity to meet face-to-face. And particularly for people who are in sales and their alternative is to make cold calls. We all know how frustrating and degrading almost making cold calls can be. Yeah. We've all done it. You, you try to call somebody out, you know, can I speak to so-and-so? Why do you want to, you know, who are you and what are your business? And, you know, it's impossible to get past the gatekeeper. Or it just goes right to voicemail and you feel like you're just talking into a void. Yeah. What a lot of people don't realize is that these days, CEOs and other decision makers and influencers 
are on LinkedIn, up to 60%, and they actually use it actively. So instead of calling up and talking to the person in the front office, we can use LinkedIn to make a connection directly with the decision maker and bypass the gatekeeper altogether. Hmm. Now, again, it's not like you're going to connect with them and then sell, sell, sell. You still have to slowly develop the relationship, but it gives you an in and it gives you a way to reach people that you wouldn't normally meet on the street or mm. in other, other events. Yeah, and I mean, if you can say so-and-so recommended that I reach out to you, if you have something very specific that is, and you've actually done a little research on that person so that you could mention some relevant things, you're probably much more likely to get a connection as well. Absolutely. That's a way to, uh, you should absolutely use your network to see if you have people that you want to. And I ask my connections all the time, if there's somebody that you want to introduce or you want to be introduced to, please let me know and I'll do what I can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same here. Yes, I often say <laughs> if you find somebody in my in my LinkedIn network that you want to connect with and you want me to introduce you to, uh, I'm you know happy to do that. And so that's also great. Now that does, um, as your network grows, we all tend to start connecting with people that we don't know. So it's not always possible mm. that I certainly don't know the all the people that are in my network. But there's many people that I do know. And I'm not going to do a warm introduction to somebody that I've never met. I just don't do that. So, but if there's somebody I met and uh, I think that you'd be a good match, I'd be happy to do an introduction. And most people really do like to help. I, I, you know what? I think that that's such a great thing to remember. Um, when, you, when you're reaching out, if you're feeling nervous about reaching out, I so agree with that. Mm-hmm. Most people are like, absolutely happy to do you Mm -hmm. a favor and to be able to do something good for somebody else. So let's dive in now to some of the more advanced features. And you talked about video. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit more about that feature and how best to use it? Sure. Uh, I just came back from Social Media Marketing World, which is a once a year convention out in San Diego where the rock stars of social media all meet And it was three jam-packed days of just learning, learning, learning. And on top of it, I have recordings for the sessions that I wasn't able to attend. And there were a few uh, really big key points. And number one was video, 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 video. And I know a lot of people (laughs) want to say that they're like grown. I'm like, I don't want to go on video. But we kind of have to get over ourselves. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it is scary, and but I told myself that I have survived three teenage daughters. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. And the dog. Yeah. <laughs> and all the dogs and cats and everything yeah. else. So, you know, we just, have to, we just have to get out there and try it. Now, some people say, oh, I want to record it so that I can make it perfect. I don't want to do live. LinkedIn, that, that is one of the things that LinkedIn has added. Not only um, native video, but if you're on your native video is for those who are. Oh, sorry. Native video means that video that's only on LinkedIn as opposed to uh, putting a video on YouTube, for example, and then putting a link from LinkedIn to YouTube. So that doesn't like that anymore. Oh, so you have to, a little bit like doing a Facebook live, you go into LinkedIn. Yes. And then you say, I want to go live. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. and I believe right now it's only that the live feature is only available on your phone. So you need to you need to install the app. the uh, the app on your phone. 
So, so if you are used to having YouTube videos and then putting a link to them on LinkedIn, you can't do that anymore. What you need to do is take that video and then upload it directly into LinkedIn. And then LinkedIn, that will get more reach. Hang on. Oh, I, so you go into your app. Wouldn't it go direct from the app into your LinkedIn profile? Well, I'm saying that if you have a, um, a YouTube video, you yeah. don't want to say, you don't want to put a link on, yes, you on won't LinkedIn take... to your YouTube video. Yep. You want to take the video and actually upload it onto LinkedIn. Okay. Okay. And... I guess, you know, I, I hope that uh, if you're listening to this or, or watching this, that maybe you have your own LinkedIn open. I, I don't have mine open, so I, yeah. But that's great. I, that's, I mean, uh, I completely, completely support what Linda has just said about video. It doesn't matter where you are. And this was one of the things that when we were talking, that capacity to do live video on LinkedIn is so, so important. And you were starting to talk about, you know, the difference between making it ahead of time and, and live. And I want you to talk about that because I know that you and I are on the same page on this. Right. So, so well, I don't know how I feel because the, the good thing about edited video is that you get to make it perfect. And you can do take after take after take and then edit it. And then you come up with a product that you are hopefully happy with. Now, if you're anything like me, that process could take hours, if not days, <laughs> Or worst, worst is that you end up saying, forget it, I'll never like this, and you don't do anything at all. So yeah. there is that danger. Yeah. The good thing about live is that if you make a mistake, everybody knows you're live. <laughs> That's right. You can do about it. Yes. <laughs> just like we are right now. <laughs> That's right. So you just have to go for it. You yes. know, you kind of, you know, hold your breath and take the plunge, and it yeah. is what it is, and people are going to, you know, take it. And I really think it brings another level of, of camaraderie and just kinship with, with the viewer because, you know... This You're really is being a, real. This is us. This is us. <laughs> exactly. You can't make this up. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and what happens to you if you do the pre-recorded uh, route is what I call, it's akin to analysis paralysis. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is you, every, oh, that nuance there. Oh, I'll just re-record that. Oh, well, then I'll just reshoot the whole thing. Well, then, and, and it never gets done. It right. just, yeah. Yes, I so agree. <laughs> yes. I don't want to tell you about this one video that I wanted to do that, that I had the perfect idea that I would do it out of my deck in the morning light because the morning light was so nice. And I did take after take after take until the light wasn't so nice anymore. <laughs> so then I had to move it inside and I had to find a wall. And then I did it in, in my dining room and then I realized that what I was wearing really clashed with the wall. So then I had to change. And what could have been a five-minute pro- project ended yes. up taking all morning. Yes. And, and for what? You know, yeah. Was it really that much more effective? I really don't think so. Yeah, I, I so agree with you. I mean, you know that... Um, I really use Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, um, I you've, got, gotten, you've gotten really good with that. Well, you know, it's hard to evaluate, evaluate yourself and sort of, um, really know how you're doing. But the thing is I go into smart women who mean business every single week and I do some teaching and, you know, sometimes for instance, yesterday, I actually, what I actually do once a week is I go on my Facebook page. I have the same topic. Mm-hmm. I go on the, my Facebook page, which mm-hmm. is Sue Beaton at the co-creation zone. And I, teach on a particular topic and then half an hour later I go into smart women who mean business that's actually what I do Mm -hmm. yesterday I was absolutely terrible 
on my Facebook page. I mean, I, I don't believe you. Well, that's how I felt. <laughs> and so I'm just sharing that, you know, you can do this stuff and you can feel terrible. Mm. Um, but then I went to a networking group this morning and somebody saw it and said it was really helpful. So exactly. my point yeah. is, and this is something else that happens to all of us, I think, is we, is we get into this whole perfectionist thing. Mm-hmm. And that actually stops us moving forward and taking action. And it's actually better to just dive in. Some very successful people um, were good at some things and not good at others and were very successful. And I think that that's such a great thing for us all to remember. Um, to just do it, you know, yes, yes. however it ends up. Right. Like, and by the way, we're here just doing it. That's right. That's a, you know, we walked in here and we're just doing it right now. And that's, and so, uh, you know, we give, I think what we're saying, we're, we were saying that we want to be inspired you to do the same. <laughs> so, exactly. So yes, video, live video. Yes. So the great thing about LinkedIn these days is that it is, you can think of it as a content platform for almost any kind of content that you can think of. So, and, and as you said before, it's easier to, to upload things to LinkedIn than it is even your website. So you can, and there's different areas where you can put these types of content on your website. You can put it as part of your profile and you can also put them as part of your status updates or, or posts, what they're called. So it can take a picture. It can take... Um, this is the LinkedIn app. The LinkedIn app or your, your desktop, just right. your profile. Yep. So you can upload... As I said before, PowerPoint presentations that you've done, uh, videos that you've done, ebooks, white papers, cheat sheets, pictures, and you can put them on status updates. And they have two kinds of posts that you can do on LinkedIn. You can have short status updates where you'll have a couple of sentences and you can add a picture. And you can tag somebody I discovered yesterday. Yes. <laughs> But if, you, if you're not used to it, you have to use a little at sign yes. <laughs> to do that. Yes. And if you're connected, then like if I put, when I was promoting the show, I put at Sue Beagent and then Sue gets a notification so she can go, she knows that she was tagged and then she can go and like the post or comment or anything else. And it's, it just increases engagement mm. and increases the chance that more of Sue's followers will see my post and my post and my followers will see and get to know Sue. So it works both ways. And, you know, and to that end, I'm sure it's the same as Facebook. You have to be um, on that platform consistently, consistently and persistently (laughs) in order to to have people expect you to be there and to start paying attention. Yes. And I I always suggest to my clients that, Pick a schedule that you think that you can stick with. Don't say, oh, I'm going to do, you know, every day. And then you're great every day for two weeks and then crickets. We don't hear from you again. Mm. It's better to start off even with just once a week and building up momentum so that you get more confidence and you understand more about the platform and then you can just continue it and don't get overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. So the other The other uh, part of LinkedIn that many people are not aware of is in addition to the status updates, which are short sentences similar to Facebook, they actually have uh, published articles, which is very similar to a blog. Hmm. So this area gives you an opportunity to have a long form uh, content that you can also add uh, images. And I'm actually not sure if you can add video to that part yet, but you Hmm. might be able to because they're changing every day. Right. So you can have long content on there. And 
LinkedIn likes this because that means that people are reading longer and they're staying on LinkedIn longer, so they will like your things more. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. I, I, mean, I have to say that I, uh, you know, Linda and I talked on Wednesday, and as of as of that point when we had that conversation, I have looked at LinkedIn in a whole new light, <laughs> and the and the capabilities that it has. Um, the, the, you know, we're talking a little, a lot about the the, the mechanics and the ins and outs, mm. and I want to emphasize that if the most important thing is, and why we're talking about putting the content on, is to is to develop relationships. Relationship marketing is is was again one of the other key factors that they talked about social media marketing mm. world. Mm. But in general, people are so tired at being you know, sold to, that they, they really want to develop a real connection, a connection and to, to know a little bit about you. And what better way than to, you know, have things written or video, you know, before, if, if I saw a video of you telling your story, it's a completely different experience than me reading it in Sue's summary. Yes. So it's, it's really, really very important to try to embrace all these different aspects. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Agree, agree. <laughs> Okay, so we have, I think, just over five minutes left. And oh, you're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you see? Oh, you see? Wow, yes, wow. I know. So, um, first of all, um, just talk to us a little bit about, you know, as a business. So, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just going to lay my cards on the table. When I'm working with somebody who is not familiar or very familiar with a lot of uh, platforms, I usually recommend that they pick one and get to know that platform really well. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the reasons that somebody would seriously consider LinkedIn over, say, you know, the Facebook, Instagram or other, you know, Twitter, say? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, LinkedIn is a a clear uh, win for B2B businesses. Uh, it's it's the only professional social platform, mm-hmm. and people go there expecting professionalism. And B two B is business to business. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. No. Um, the the B two C or the business to consumer businesses, they might consider LinkedIn if they want to find collaborative partners or people who they want to create a power team out of. For instance, a realtor might want to team up with mortgage brokers and, and title insurance and home insurance. So it, it's it's really a great way for no matter what business you're in, it just depends on what your goal is. Mm. Oh, I wish there was more time because I have I've started so many great conversations lately that I wanted to share. But I'll <laughs> well, have to put I tell them in the comments. <laughs> well. Um, I know that if somebody, if you are still with us right now, I know one of the questions you've probably got is how can I contact Linda? And I know also that you do have some uh, uh, sort of uh, sort of F- <laughs> offers for for your listeners. So I lo- would love to. I want to make sure that we cover that. I know you have some. Okay, so if you've listened this far, then uh, hopefully you've gotten the idea that LinkedIn can really work for you in your business, even if. You just want to be um, better well known and to establish your brand and your credibility. So and to make connections and and to make connections absolutely. Mm. So for people who are really interested in learning more how to do this, I invite them to email me at info at lindawaterhouse dot com, and Waterhouse is spelled Waterhouse. Uh, 
Uh, and I will send you my nine tip cheat sheet on how to make a winning LinkedIn profile. Now, on top of that, if you are really want to learn about the platform, then I invite you to put the word audit in your email. And on April 12th, I will take everybody who wants an audit and I will pick 10. And for those people, I will have a one-to-one -one conversation where we'll go through some aspects of your LinkedIn profile face-to-face -face, and you will walk away with um, actionable items that you can then take to do uh, yourself or if you want more help, we can talk about that as well. Hmm. So please send an email to info at lindawaterhouse.com and I will be happy to send your cheat sheet. I plan on making little videos to talk about the things that we have talked about and you will be notified when those videos are um, released and I'd be happy to do audits for your listeners. I love that. Thank you very, very much. Um, and uh, I guess I, the note I would add to that is if you ha are sitting here right now and thinking, wow, that would be really great, I encourage you to take action right now. And um, so just repeat that email address again, Linda. It's info at lindawaterhouse.com. Okay, great. Because you know how it is. You know, right now you've listened to an entire program on LinkedIn. You're actually fired up and you're sort of feeling like I really want to get into using LinkedIn. And in about five minutes, either your kids are going to come home or maybe you have to take the dog to the vet or something's going to happen. Then you're going to be back into your everyday life. And then by the time you next have a space to think about, you know what, I actually wanted to do that audit, you may have, you may think I can't find the interview or whatever. So... You've heard the, the, uh, Linda's offer. Please take her up on it. I mean, wow, that would be fantastic. Um, I may try and get one myself. So one last um, uh, insight. If you were to share some wisdom from your journey as a solo entrepreneur, and actually I would ask you, particularly if you were talking to another woman, because I mean, I think what you said to us right at the beginning was that, you know, you had a career in IT, then you had a family, mm -hmm. you know, and your husband's job, whatever, you moved. And so there was a gap because it just wasn't the possibility to bring up three girls, right? Yes. Uh, three girls and uh, sustain the career as well. And then you went back. And so that's a very common journey, I think, for many women. Um, and so if you have any advice for a woman in that situation who then, I mean, you fell into your being a solo entrepreneur, as you explained that in, in rather a traumatic way, actually. Mm -hmm. But whether you start traumatically or whether you start, you know, maybe it's a job loss, maybe it's some major thing that happens to you that changes your life, you go through that initial stages of what on earth am I doing? So I'd love to hear if you have some gems that you would like to share. Well, I know we don't have a lot of time, but the biggest thing that I feel has helped me along my journey is to be hiring coaches. I, mm. you know, felt like I'm a smart person. I didn't say, I didn't put her up to that. No, I actually she, didn't know she what did, she was going to say. She, she <laughs> um, but yes, you know, could I learn all this eventually? You know, probably I'd like to think that I, you know, mm. am you know, intelligent woman who knows how to read and knows how to research, and I could figure it out. But it is so much easier and quicker if you have somebody to lead you along the way. Mm. And so 
I have never regretted any money that I've invested in myself with coaches. And, and now I'm, now I'm kind of doing the next step where mm. not only with coaches, but now it's time for me to offload um, activities that other people can do. Yes. Because as CEOs of our own companies, we should do the things that CEOs do and let other people do them so that we can do the things that are most important and help build our business. Yes, I, yes, absolutely. It, it was really hard. I, I kind of hired my first virtual assistant recently, and um, it, was, it was really hard to take the plunge, but I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank so you, Linda Lavera Waterhouse. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed listening to this. And if you're watching or listening to the recording, I hope that you get so much, uh, as much out of it as I have. And um, thank you again. We, I look forward to seeing you next week. And uh, look out for the promo. I have a very exciting woman to interview uh, next Friday. And that's it from Sue Region. <laughs>